on our feet one more time. I'm going to read the scripture to you. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. And now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. I will give you every place where you're, where, um, where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. That's twice. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great rivers, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. Now to him, this is our scripture for the year, who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask, think, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And somebody say amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word. Let it come forth with power and let it cut to our hearts so that we can walk in the fullness of what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Somebody let out a shout. Give somebody a high five and tell somebody no limitations this year. No limitations. Let's give the worship team a big hand clap. Thank you, guys. You guys can come back up at the end if you don't mind. Jay, how are you standing up underneath all this glory? I don't know. I thought you would have been out. I thought you'd been playing with your feet by the end of it, you know, especially when Kevin came out, oh, that was, I thought, I just was like, oh, he's about to go, he's about to go. (laughs) Uh, So the Lord spoke to me and said, this would be the year of no limitations. Somebody say no limitations. And and really, I, I, you know, I know people come out and I, I do have a couple words like God gave me a couple words about the nations in Zimbabwe. My wife had a word about uh, I think it was uh, Vietnam. And I have some different words about the nations in the world and, and, and America. But I really feel like it's so important that we know what God is saying to us. If God brought you here and if you're here today, I believe that this word is directly connected to you. And the Lord spoke to me and said this would be a year of no limitations, limitless, no limits. I believe that this is the year where God is going to remove the caps and he's going to remove the lid. Somebody say, I'm ready for my cap to be taken off. Oh, oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Like I paid her to do that. So just continue. Okay. I know. So we're going to find ourselves. I I believe that the Lord is removing the caps and we're going to find ourselves. Thank you for that word about grace that we're going to find ourselves in the wide open spaces of his grace this year. How many want to be in an open space? Amen. I believe that God is going to bring us out of a tight place. And if you heard the word I gave at encounter that some of you, the resistance and the restrictions that you felt in the last season, it was from the Lord. It wasn't the enemy. The Lord, if, if, the, if you got to where you were, you thought you should be without that, that power and that strength working in you, it would have destroyed you. And so God kept you in secret. God kept you. God only hides the things that are beautiful. That's why they hid Moses because he was beautiful. And so his mother hid him until the time for his exposure, for the time for him to come forth to be the deliverer that God called him to. And sometimes God will cause you to cry out to him for manifestation. I'm not talking about sickness and disease. I'm talking about dreams and visions that God puts in your heart, but he will leave you in a season of seeking him and praying and declaring the word of God. And you're saying, God, I'm not seeing any manifestation, but I'm still going to press. I'm not seeing the answer, but I still believe that you're good. I still believe your word is good. And I learned a lot of this from my couple, uh, Amy and Jay. They're praying every Wednesday night, pressing in for fence healing. They said, I don't care if the whole church comes, nobody comes. We're going to be pressing in. We're going to be praying. And, And I'm telling you, God is getting you ready for what he's about to do. 
do. Somebody, I'm ready. Say, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm ready. I don't know where you are, but we, I'm, I'm getting ready. How about that? And we're going to find ourselves in these wide open spaces. And, and I believe that uh, God was saying to me, Malik, what if finances weren't a problem? What if health and the job wasn't a problem? This year you're going to operate on a whole nother level of faith and anointing. We're going to believe God this year. Somebody say it with me. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe God this year. I'm going to believe. I'm not going to believe the voices. I'm going to believe other voices. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe what he says. And I believe you're going to enter into the promises of God in a greater and a deeper way. Now, listen, this message this morning is prophetic in the vein of what we would say, the word of wisdom. There's uh, four components of the prophetic. You got the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. You got prophecy, uh, sp- the, the foretelling, and then you have discerning of spirits. And this morning, I believe that God wants to give like a word of wisdom. It's prophetic, but it's a word of wisdom will, will see where you are right now and help you get to where you need to be. See, a word of knowledge deals with the, what happened and what is happening right now. But the word of wisdom begins to give you details on how to get you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Somebody say, I want to be where God wants me to be. And, and it's important that we get to where God wants us to be. This message is also a pastoral. And so I believe that God is marrying the prophet and the pastor. I believe that we need more prophetic pastors. Amen. And we need more pastors who are willing to take the word of the Lord. What God is saying, not just another sermon that someone else said, not just, but take the fresh word of the Lord and begin to shepherd the people with it. And so, uh, uh, Cindy, uh, uh, there was a lot of words that I'm going to be kind of digesting and giving out this year. But Cindy gave a word, and it just really resonated in my heart about going into the promised land. And, the, and she said, uh, I have it recorded. We're going we're gonna to give it out. We're going to make some kind of manual or something to give out to the people. But she gave a word, and the word, she said, the glory is going to bring us into the promised land. And, and there's going to be challenges, and there's going to be things that we're going to have to defeat, and et cetera, et cetera. And when she said that word, it's just been stirring in my heart over the last couple days and this morning I was going to actually talk about limitless love and how God's love knows no bounds and it's so wonderful but God he switched it as I began to sit in his presence how many know it's important to sit in the presence of God and as I was sitting in the presence of God I just heard those words that God wants to bring us into the promises and we need more prophetic pastors Uh, every pastor is not a prophet but as pastors we should take heed to what the Lord is saying and so that's what I attempt to do today so let's jump into it. The children of, so what I'm saying is that you might not get point this, point, you do, do this and you get this, you do this, and you, but this is just to help you come into this limitless God, to come into this supernatural, to come into the will of God for your life. The children of Israel had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because they didn't wholeheartedly go after God. And that's why it was so crucial. And I just listened to God and I was amazed at the words about God is looking for your yes. And God is looking for your whole heart. And God is, uh, and, and God is looking for you to let go of some things. God is looking for your heart. You know, I hear this message a lot in my house because my wife is a deliverance minister. And so all the time she's talking about your heart and is your heart okay and how's your heart? And I, I don't know how my heart is. You know, have you been there? I didn't throw down. I don't know. I just don't like anybody right now. I don't know how my heart is. Ah. That's some of y'all in the spirit right now. Anyway, 
Numbers 32, verse 11 through 12 says, Of all those that I rescued, God is a rescuer from Egypt. No one who is 20 years or older will ever see the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, for they have not obeyed me wholeheartedly. It's important that I think that we see that. It's not that they just didn't obey him. They didn't put their heart into it. You know, you will make mistakes. You will mess up. You will fall back. There are are just things that come. But the key is, will you try to follow him wholeheartedly? The only exception, somebody say, I'm going to be the exception this year, are Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun, for they have wholeheartedly followed the Lord. Actually, Caleb's name, I know this because my son's name is Caleb. It actually means wholehearted. His name is Caleb Isaac. He means wholehearted laughter. Listen to this in the message translation. I love it. It's paraphrased, but it's great. None of these came up out of Egypt who are 20 years and older will ever get to see the land that I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They weren't interested in following me. Their hearts weren't in it. None except for Caleb, you know, the, his father and all them. Y'all got to pray for me. <laughs> I'm going to get these words in Jesus' name. And Joshua, son of Nun, they followed me. Their hearts were in it. Exactly. To walk in the prophetic, to walk in this limitless thing that God is doing, to walk in this kingdom come, to walk in this revival and this reformation, to walk in the glory, God is looking for your heart. He's not looking for your methods. He's not looking for your systems. He's not looking for your reproduction of what someone else did. God can pour his glory on you if your heart is in it. This is not the time to play with God. This is not the time to play with church. This is not the time to play around. God is looking. I put this here. This is in my notes. So I know it's God. (laughs) I I put put it in bold letters. Uh, Dustin can tell you. he, He sees my notes. God is looking for a full yes. That's in my notes. You think God is speaking? You think God is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you say okay. God is speaking. God is looking for your full yes. I used to pray crazy prayers like, God, burn me up. (laughs) God, intensify the training. Oh, my God. I used to cry out to the Lord. And then when it comes, I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? What's going on in my life? What did, what did I do wrong? And God's like, no, you just said yes. You said you wanted more. You said you wanted fire. You said you want the intensive training. Well, here you go. <laughs> Jesus said, if anyone desires to be my disciple, he must deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. This is the year with the real followers of Jesus. I love that. When God says go, I'm going to go. When God says this, I'm going to do whatever he says. I'm gonna, I remember coming back from Germany. I've said this here before, but it's worth saying again. And, and I was done with ministry. And all these prophets called me up and said, Malik, don't get a full-time job. God has a plan for you. Stay in ministry. And I came home hurt, uh, wounded, bitter. You know, people hurt me. People said things. And, you know, father wounds, all that stuff. And then God said, I want you to lay on the floor. I said, God, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to lay on the floor from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock and I don't want you to say anything. <laughs> and for, for the first couple of weeks uh, from 8 to 11.30 my mind was going a million things. I need to do this. I need to do this. Why should, I should be able to do this. I, God put that. I should do this. Maybe I should get a job. Blah, 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 blah. And then I fall asleep. 11.30 to 12. 
until I came to the place of full surrender, full rest before the Lord. And I realized, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. Can that be your prayer this year? Should be your prayer every year, but you know, we're going to tap into this 2019 thing. Jesus, listen to this. Oh, but God, I don't know. I'm scared of losing it. I'm scared of, you know, I'm scared of being hurt again. I'm scared. Of, you know, we have all these conditions that why are we not going to say yes? Why are we not going to come into the word of the Lord? Why are we not? And, and, and what I heard the Lord saying is that Jesus is worth everything that you're scared of losing. He's worth it all. He's worth it all. If I could go back to Germany again, I would go. If the Lord told, if I, if I, because it's worth it. He's worth it all. He's worth it all. Jesus is worth everything that you're scared of losing. Joshua and Caleb were willing to follow God. But I want to tap into some of the things the Lord was showing me here. Moses, my servant, is dead. To enter into this limitless God, we will have to be willing to see that Moses is dead. And many times our life are governed by our last season. And why did God find it important to tell Joshua that Moses is dead? This is what I believe God showed me. I believe that God, uh, that Moses represent almost there, but not quite. Almost there, but not quite. And some of you have lived this kind of life. I'm almost there, but not quite. I'm almost got my breakthrough financially. I almost got my breakthrough with God. I almost got my breakthrough, but not quite. I believe that God wants to bring you into the fullness of who he's called you to be and what he's called you to walk into. And that the season of almost there, but not quite is over. I'm declaring over you today. Is that okay? Can I speak it over you? What God was saying to Joshua is that the season of wandering is over. The season of walking and walking but never entering in is over. The season of complaining is over. The season of almost getting there but not is over. The season of not crossing over is over. This is it. This is the moment. I don't want the failures of my past seasons to stop me from entering in. I don't want the disobedience of my past years stop me from taking a hold of everything that God has for me. Moses is dead. You can't go back to your last season. Stop trying. Some of you, it's already in the grave and you're digging up graves. You're grave diggers. Stop digging up the graves that God had put your failures and your past in. Matter of fact, he said that you were buried with him in baptism. The old you is in the grave, too, if you just look hard enough. And God says that uh, uh, anyone in Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Moses is dead. Your failures are already over. You can't make them up. And some of us are still dealing with the spirit of penance where we feel like we have to make up for our failures. We have to make up for our disappointments. We have to make up for the things that we did. And we see this a lot in, in like in other um, churches, like Catholic churches. They're doing penance. Listen, we don't do penance. We just go before the Lord. And he said, come to my throne of grace in a time of need. And we are confident that his blood is able to wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Stop doing penance when God is saying, I want you to do business with me. Some of us can't move forward. We can't hear the voice of God and what God is saying and the when and the how and the what because we're still dwelling on what we did last summer. It's over. Somebody say it's over. Moses is dead. Amen. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give to them. 
to the Israelites. And when I read this, God said that we are in a now then moment. Not just in a little while, not next year or the year after. Now, God is saying, get ready. Now, he said it this morning. You said you want to see my glory? Say yes, and you will see my glory. Now is the time. Somebody say now. Now. You know, we always say the best is yet to come. I want to tell you that the best is now. You know, when uh, when, uh, they were giving, uh, Jesus turned the water into wine. And, and he brought the, you know, they, he changed it and brought it to the, the leader, you know, the one who was uh, over the, doing the show. And whatever. I'm a little drunk. Sorry. And, uh, and what did he say? He said, man, many times we bring the cheap stuff out at the end because people are already drunk. But you saved the best for now. And that was the beginning of Jesus doing miracles. I believe that we are at the beginning place of God doing miracles. Matter of fact, I told my wife a fib because she always gets on me when I buy new stuff. So, baby, I'm sorry. Everything I got on is new today. (laughs) It's a prophetic sign that God is doing something new in our church. He said, I want you to wear something new. Somebody came to me on Friday and said, "Uh, Pastor Malik, I want you to go buy some new shoes. Well, while I was in the store, I felt the Holy Ghost say, get everything new. Glory (laughs) to God. See, husbands, I'm teaching y'all, blame it on the Holy Ghost. Amen. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. Where you at? There you go. I love you. She ain't laughing. You see her? She ain't laughing. Oh, Lord. I got to do penance? No. <laughs> we are in the now then moment. Some of you are not ready yet to experience the limitless God, but God is saying, get ready. Listen, when we say now then, it's an introduction to a sentence. Used to indicate or draw attention to a new line of thought or a new topic of conversation. Listen, Moses is dead. There's a new conversation that God wants to have with you 2019. Hello? There's a new conversation that God wants to have with you. Let him speak to you. Spend time with him. Get hungry for him. How do we get hungry? We ask him for hunger. Lord, I want to be hungry for you this year. I want more of you, God. Now then is an introduction. God is introducing you and drawing you into a new line of thinking. Some of you are going to have new ideas this year. Some of you are going to have new inventions and witty ideas this year. God's going to teach you how to reach your city this year, how to reach your block this year, how to reach your job this year. But you got to come into this new storyline that God is drawing. You know, I find that many times we keep books open too long when God has closed them. Sometimes God is saying it's time to turn the page. And guess what? Some characters are not in the next chapter of your life. Now, listen, they might show up in the other few down the road. But when God says to turn the page, that means he's doing a new thing. And we're going to have to take a hold of what the Lord is saying and how he's saying it and step into it. Say, somebody say, I'm stepping into the new storyline. I'm stepping into the new storyline that God has for me. Amen. God wants to bring you into a new conversation. He wants to bring you into a new thought. God is doing a new thing. You're about to step into it. It's fresh. Woman of God came up to me and said, Malik, the Lord told me fresh. God is saying to us all, uh, he's saying this, all these people. When I saw that, I feel like God is saying this is for us. It's not just for one of us. It's something that we can all walk into together. I believe that this year, relentless, as a body, corporately, is going to walk into something new. It's not just me. It's not just my wife. God is doing amazing things. I, I got an email from uh, Pastor uh, Paul Goulet uh, 
like last night while I'm working on this message and I'm at this place where it's saying God is doing a new thing and I'm typing it up and I'm crying in my car. I'm sitting outside in my car because Starbucks is closed and my kids are still up and I'm just in my car crying and typing. And I get this ding in this email and then, and, you know, and I got invited. I already knew that I was going to this conference in Las Vegas with Chuck Pierce and Jane Hammond and just some powerful people and the Binions and and, you know, and I've, I've admired them. I've listened to their prophetic words. I've tried to pray them into my own life. And, and as I'm sitting there and I'm getting this email, like, they told me that we were going to be doing, like, a breakout session. So I'm like, okay, we're going to be doing the breakout session. That's so cool. And it will be able to hear Chuck Pierce and everyone that's going to be speaking. And then I look and it's saying that, no, no, you're going to speak on this evening. You're going to speak in this morning. No, you're one of the main speakers. And I'm looking at this thing, like, and I start crying some more. And I say, God, you're doing a new thing. And then I'm having a vision of Jane Hammond and Chuck Pierce just standing staring at me and just uh, uh, discerning that I, if I really got it or not. God is doing a new thing. And listen, what God is doing for me, he's doing it for you. Amen. He's doing it for the body. Somebody say the body. And God, I'm telling you, watch my life this year. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If I am taking it, you can have it. If I'm walking in it, you can have it. It's not just me. It's not just Ashley. It's the whole body. Somebody say amen to that. Listen, God is saying to us, we're going to cross over the Jordan. The Jordan is the place of anointing. I've been to the Jordan. I've been to Israel a few times, and every time I go, I get baptized in the Jordan. I don't know. I, the last time I said, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm spiritual now. I don't need to get baptized. I understand the implications. And, you know, you know and then they started dunking people in the water. I ran and got my robe and got dunked. <laughs> it's the place of anointing. What is the anointing? I got to share this. There are three meanings of the anointing here, and I just want to share them real quick. One is that, remember, God is doing a new thing. He's bringing you into a new anointing, but listen to this. It means to smear or to rub. Now, lice and ticks would begin to burrow into the wool of the sheep, and what would happen is as they get into the wool of the sheep, they would get to the ear of the sheep, and then eventually the sheep would die. And so what the shepherd would do is he would pour the oil on the head, and he would smear and rub it into the sheep so that when the insects and the ticks tried to come and burrow into them and get into their ear, they would be too slippery and fall off. I, I, I don't know if you ever heard me say this, but I'm too oily for that. I'm too oily for the enemy. Amen. I'm too oily for demonic voices. I'm too oily for that. Amen. Glory to God. You can say amen to that. And I believe that this year God is going to anoint you afresh. And those voices and those things that try to get in your ear are not going to be able to get close to you. That the moment they try to come on you, they're going to slip off. I'm telling you, you won't even have to do deliverance. You won't even have. They just don't have a resting place. Jesus said the enemy can find no place in me. There's no more hooks in me. Listen, today when Kevin was ministering, God was, what he was saying is, give me the hooks in your life that the enemy is allowed to hang up his dirty laundry on. Get rid of your hooks this year. Some of you have so many hooks and God is saying, get rid of the hooks that the anointing break the yoke today. So the smear to rub, this made the wool slippery, impossible for, somebody says it's going to be impossible for the enemy to do something to me this year. Y'all got to get bold. Y'all say, well, should I say that? Because, you know, we are living in the world, but we're not of the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. For this reason, Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. You got to get bold, baby. Okay. It means to consecrate. I believe this year God is consecrating you 
People were anointed into the service of God for a special purpose to build, to be kings. And God is saying, as I'm anointing you and, and I'm calling you to be too holy for the enemy, know that I'm also consecrating you and setting you apart. And also God has chosen you. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, oh, you've been chosen. You've been chosen. The Bible says that Jesus was anointed by God. He was chosen by God with the Holy Spirit to spread the good news and free those who have been held captive by sin. So as we're coming into this limitless God, as we're coming into this, this heaven come scenario that God is keep, uh, keeps ministering over our church, we need to know that there's a narrative that was in our life that needs to go. I can tell many times by people's Facebook posts and by conversations with people that they're still stuck in the past. Listen, I don't have to tell people on Facebook, I don't care if you guys don't like me this year, you're going, I don't care about you. I don't have to say that because I'm too oily for that. I'm too anointed for that. I don't have to tell people that I'm done with them. I just keep moving. You don't have to always declare who you're done with and all this stuff. Just keep doing it and people will see, whoa, they done with me. <laughs> Oh, man, they don't want nothing to do with me. Oh, man, they don't, want my, they don't want my stuff no more. Oh, man, I can't get it to the ear no more. <laughs> you know what? The easiest way mm, just to just irritate your enemies is to pray for them. Well, come on, pastor. I got to pray for them. Them no good for nothing, you know. No, that's why you need to pray because your heart ain't right. If we would spend more time, thank you, Cindy. Cindy's been helping with it. If we spend more time praying, 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 God will do the work. God will work. And when you pray in private, God will show up in power publicly. Okay, let me keep going. I got to keep going. Listen to this. He said, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised. This is important. God's going to give you every place that you set your foot. Another translation says tread, which means to march. You can only march where you have orders. Thank you for this. This is so good. You can only march where you have orders. Have you got your marching orders from the Lord? Hello? I will give you every place that you're, where your foot is set. This is the year to be settled. No more wandering. Some of you, as soon as God starts digging into your heart, starts using those around you to rub you the wrong way, you want to look for another church, you want to look for another leader, you want to look for another friend, and God is saying, would you get settled into what I'm doing in your life? This is, he said, wherever you set your foot. Some of us are moving too quick. Some of us, like, I love the word you gave. We have these big dreams, these big visions, but God still wants to deal with our heart. And we, we want to set everything aside that, we, that the Lord is doing in our life so that we can go to this new thing. When God has said, I didn't finish where I, where I had you right now. Relentless. My sons, daughters, friends, compadres. Let God do the work in your heart. Why are you in a rush? I've met so many people in a rush to start a church, in a rush to do ministry, in a rush to do life. Just wait. That's one thing I don't know if maybe it's when I turn 35 because I'm still young. <laughs> I had to look over here because I'm like, dang, I'm about to say I'm 35, but he's looking at me like, you so young. But when I turn 35, I just realized, you know what? I just need to relax. <laughs> because if I don't, I'm going to be burnt out. I need to let the, I can't do everything. I can't do it all. I can't save the world. I can't save everybody. I just have to do what the Lord says. 
can I just encourage you, 2019, just do what the Lord says. Take it easy. You don't have to win the whole world. Remember, matter of fact, I said it the other night. God's not looking for you to win the whole world. He's looking for you to win your world. He's not looking for you to change the world. He's looking for you to change your world. Oh, God, I give you my life. Well, give him your day. And if that's too hard, give him your hour. Give him your moment. Every place where I've set your foot. I believe that many are going to find their promised land this year. But know that God has chosen your leaders. He's chosen your spiritual authority. He's chosen. He's putting people in place in your life to help you, to walk with you. So don't get out of alignment. Don't get out of the place where you feel like it's too tough. It's too difficult. Let God do the work. You know, uh, so, uh, I don't want to put nobody on blast. One of my spiritual daughters, you know, uh, I won't look. You know, but, you know, we, sometimes, you know, we're just like, come on, come on. You don't have to run. You don't have to run. Come on in. Sit at the table for a while and let the Lord do it. Let the Lord do it. Sometimes, you know, it's not all about what your leader says. It's just being in their presence. And God begins to do the work. Okay. This is the year that God's going to settle it. Get settled this year. And you guys okay? I can't see anybody because of the light, so I'm not looking at you. (laughs) I thought this was going to be a lot more exciting, so let me amp it up. Uh -uh, Get settled this year. I break off rebellion. I break off pride. I break off confusion and I break off the vagabond spirit. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are needed here and you are needed in the body of Christ. Your territory, I'm going to end with this, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite countries to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Can we get the worship team to come up? To extend means, listen, God is saying that I'm going to extend your territory. To extend means that God is going to take you beyond the border of darkness. He's going to, limitless means to go past the place that you normally stop. Going past the shallow. I believe in 2019, you will launch out into the deep at the voice of the Lord first in your relationship with God next with your family and those that God has brought close to you and also in your business and your occupation it's time to launch out into the deep we cannot be satisfied with shallow relationships we cannot be we cannot even be uh, satisfied with shallow relationship with God we gotta go deep and listen when God goes deep he will you will find that there are rocks that he wants to remove it's okay Let him do it because I'm going to the promised land. So from the desert of Lebanon represents the uninhabited places. God is going to call you to places that haven't been taken yet for him. Many times God will call you to a place that had that he hasn't been invited to yet so that you can invite him. Hello. So as God does the work, he's saying, I'm getting you ready because I'm about to bring you into a place where I'm not even invited. And you're going to say, Come on, Jesus. You're welcome here. You're welcome in my yes. I mean, I don't know if Jesus is really welcome in Regal Cinema, but he's here right now. Why? Because we invited him in with our worship, with our praise. And God says there are places that he's going to send you where he wasn't invited, but because you're there. Some of you, even now, I know many of you are working in the Pentagon, the White House. God says, I just stay there, stay plugged in and watch as I begin to show up and show off for my glory. Are you guys okay with this? Listen, 
When God said he wants to sting your border, he wants to sting you into the dark places. He wants to sting you into the uninhabited places. And then he wants you to break forth. The word Euphrates means to break forth. So God is stepping you into this. That something that you're going to have to break forth into. And I love our, our nice, quiet worship. I love our nice, quiet, you know, uh, somber meetings before the Lord. But I believe that this is the year of the wild expression. Okay, two people. Thank you for that. No, seriously, I believe that this is the year and I'm going to be pushing you and pressing you and don't think I'm mad at you or I want you, I'm making you do something. But God is pushing you into a wild expression. And some of you, you are wild and you are expressive, but the enemy has told you to tone it down a little bit. I'm telling you, turn it up a little bit. <laughs> Moses is dead. I said, I just, just keep saying that. It's just so profound. Like T.D. Chick, Moses is dead. Last one, Hittites means the sons of terror. So in this land, God is saying this, terror incorporates the unknown and things for which can, we cannot plan. Uh, so we can say it like this, that terror is a mystery that is more emotional than mental. It is based on more of what your emotion hears than on what your mind actually sees. Are you getting that? So when something is terrifying, it's playing on your emotions. And that's why when people go in, you know, to shoot up places, everyone is terrified and they begin to run into a place and hide. Instead of coming out and fighting their way through, you might lose your life, but at least I fought. You ain't going to take me down. I ain't going out like that. Okay, let me keep going. There were giants who brought fear, confusion. Come on, guys, play. And discouragement to, discouragement to others. This is our enemy too, because as spiritual Israelites, we should only fear God and nothing, and not anything other than God. And uh, I mean, um, I think I was crying when I wrote this. <laughs> this is our enemy. Fear is our enemy. Confusion is our enemy. Terror is our enemy. And I believe in this year of 2019 that we will not fear. That we, the Bible says this, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love, and a sound judgment and mind and personal discipline abilities that result in a calm and a well-balanced mind and self-control. You're not going to be governed by your emotions this year. You're not going to respond to your emotions this year, but God is going to minister to your soul. Are emotions wrong? No, I'm not saying that. Emo but when you are led by them, there's a problem. So we're going to learn how to respond to the Father and not react. Not react. And lastly, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And here's the key. God is saying, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Can we just stand up on our feet today? Thank you, Lord. You guys received that word this morning? Did you get something from that this morning? I believe that God is really bringing us into his promises. Amen. I believe that God is bringing us into something and the word of wisdom is saying nothing matters except for your will. Nothing matters except for what you want, God. And I'm going to say yes. I'm not going to run. 
I'm not going to run away from it. I'm going to run towards it. I'm going to get I'm going to get right with God. I'm going to get in position. I'm going to get my feet set in the place that God wants me to get it set. And I'm going to go into the promises of God this year. And nothing is going to hold me back. No hooks are going to be found in me. And God's going to anoint us today. I believe that God's going to anoint our heads with oil so that our cup runs over. So listen, this is how we're going to do this today. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com forward slash Relentless DC.